On today's show, I talk about my picks, how I did, and a couple other things, and I'll talk about tonight's game. It's going to be great. You should totally listen. Uh, Yeah, here we go. Let's get into it. so disappointed in myself simply because I did 14 picks and I have the 15th pick that's playing tonight. Uh, Tonight is the Cleveland Browns taking on the Baltimore Ravens in Cleveland. But for some reason, Cleveland is three-point underdogs. Uh, Even with a 9-3 record over the 7-6 record the Ravens have, the Browns are, are underdogs. They're not favored in this game. Why? Because it's a rivalry, one. And two, because the Ravens absolutely need this win to ensure that there's still a chance that they can make it in the playoffs. Because with another loss that drops into 7-7, seven to seven, and the chances of making are very slim. And also, if they were to make it, they would probably be towards the wild card, like the bottom wild card slots, which is not good because you'd go against a really good fucking team to start off your playoff weekend, which it's really hard to win three games in a row when you have to dog it out the very first game. So, But anyways, uh, I did pick Baltimore in that game simply because I think they're going to want it more, uh, especially after last year, the quick, very quick, very quick exit from the playoffs after getting upset by Derrick Henry and them Titans. Uh, that that has got to put shame on the team itself. And it's gotta, it's gotta be a little bit inspiring to get the next year going, to, because y'all were the top team last year, and then to kind of drop out like that really sucks. But anyways, I did 14 picks uh, leading up to that game, and I went seven of seven. So seven games I got right, seven I got wrong. Very, very disappointed in myself. And this tonight's game is the the going to be the factor. Either I have a winning percentage for the week or a losing percentage. I didn't pick the Thursday night game, and even if I would, I would have picked the Rams simply because that defense is just insane, and they end up winning 24-3. to uh, As much as the Patriots wanted to win, they are very inconsistent, whereas they could be great one week and then just suck balls week after, and then, of course, that just happened. They dominated, dominated the Chargers, and then got completely blown away by the Rams. Well, 24-3 is not completely blown away, but that's three touchdowns. That's three touchdowns. They have to come back just to tie it, and they lost by that much. And, you know, they're done. They're done for the year. Uh, you could put a fork in them now say, eh, New England's gone. Technically, they're not out of it, but they're out of it. I just there, There's so much that has to happen. They have to win out, and then a lot of other things have to happen, and it's not going to happen, so the Patriots are done. But anyways, uh, Let's get into some of the games that did happen and what pot, why I totally effed up on these picks. So, of course, the Arizona Cardinal-New York Giants game was supposed to be uh, really good, right? Giants were three-point underdogs. It's like, okay, Arizona's a 6-6 six and six record. The Giants are starting to win. They got all this momentum because they can totally win the NFC East. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. And it's in New York, too. Arizona's got to travel. Yeah, right, we're going to keep up. No, Arizona did everything they could just to keep the ball out of Daniel Jones' hands. The Giants' defense could only hold on for so long. Arizona definitely gets the win in that one. 
Then the Cowboys took on the Bengals. The Bengals were three-point underdogs. Again, the favorites came through very easily. Cowboys dominated this game, end up winning 30-7. Andy Dalton gets his revenge back on his old team. It was bittersweet to be a Cowboy fan this week, to put it that way, because one last week you're like basically going, okay, uh, the football team and the Giants are about to just start winning and they're just going to push us out. And with the Giants' loss, that ensures that the Cowboys are still only a game behind them. But then, you know, it depends on whether the Washington football team wins or not. And I'm going to get to that game. But the Cowboys did great. Then the Panthers, I'll get it over with. The Panthers took on the Broncos in Charlotte. The Panthers were three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, this is the first favorite that lost. And lost they did. Just, I mean, it was close. It ended up being closer than what it should have been. Denver should have easily ran away with this game, but for some reason the Panthers fought it out and kept getting it close. Got the ball back within two minutes in order. You, you know, you're down by five. You score a touchdown, you're going to win the game more than likely. And it comes down to fourth and eight, and they're they're still inside their own 35. You know, it, this is just this is a play where you need to do a, a slant route or something up the middle and to get an easy first down because they were playing, you know, pretty pretty zone defense. They were kind of fading back too because they knew they were driving, but they didn't want to give away the back, you know, the back part of the field. Teddy Bridgewater checks it down to Curtis Samuel, who was maybe a yard and a half from the line of scrimmage, being completely chased by a linebacker, and he was right on his tail. This was not a good play. Uh, he wasn't getting – I mean, he was getting pressure, but it wasn't too bad to where he made a really bad decision like that. It's just it's just a bad call by him. It was a bad call, honestly, from the offensive coordinator as well because it's like you don't need anyone going over the middle like that. You need them to – you know, to go out and cut back in or something, or, or I, I don't know. It was just, it was just a bad play. They lose the game because of it. There were a couple of calls that weren't weren't very well. As you know, there was a Brian Burns, not necessarily a sack, but he put pressure on Drew Locke. And as Drew Locke let go of the ball, he was already making contact with him, and he just it was continuation. He even tried to let off of the tackle, just. The you know inertia of him moving ended up pushing Drew Lock to the ground and got the flag for it. That was a third and long. They were going to stop him. They ended up getting it with 15 extra yards, and they were the drive back, and then another flag towards the red zone, and they ended up scoring the touchdown. And that right there, that just showed. I mean, because it took it took the life out of the defense because that drive was already kind of long, and then it just got even longer, and they were just ugh, it was bad. It was just it was just an overall bad defensive game by the Panthers. From you know, from having a lot of good plays against Minnesota, even with the loss, to just letting these Broncos that had the same record as you just take a shit all over your defense. It's not a good look for the team and I think that drained the team out for the rest of the year. And honestly it's it's better if we just lose out. You know, you, you I'm going to watch the games and want them to win, but in reality, to get better picks, we need to lose out. But I said the same thing about some other teams, and they still try to fight it. You know, it's just a natural instinct to want to win, but God, they just – all these close games this year, it's, it's, it's so heartbreaking. This is the most heartbreaking year I've had as a Panther fan just because of all these close losses. It's insane. They're, I don't think we've won a close game yet to where it like, comes down to – I don't think we've won a game that's close. So, you know, that, that was that. 
Houston went to Chicago. Houston were one-point favorites. Chicago blasted them. Where the fuck did this come from, Bears? Houston played horribly. Chicago played great. Mr. Trubisky looked good. The run game looked good. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Are these the Bears? What happened? These guys went away a long time ago. After week six, they just went way downhill. That defense was pretty set earlier in the year, and they're kind of back all of a sudden. It's like, uh, okay. Matt Nagy was going to lose his job. His, his job was on the line. Basically, do you want to keep this coach, or do you want to lose this coach? And they're like, nah, we like this guy. We'll keep him around a little bit longer. So he's probably got, got another year extension just because of that game. You know, congrats to them. They are still technically in the playoff hunt. Uh, not necessarily for the North, but for a wild card spot for sure. Because the NFC has so many, like, fit, like 500 record teams that will, might make it into the playoffs. It, it, it's insane. So the Bears are still in it. Believe it or not, the Bears are still in it. All right, so this was the... This was supposed to be basically the game of the week, basically. You know, <laughs> got Chiefs go to Miami. The Chiefs are seven and a half point favorites. So the real deal was to see how legitimate the Dolphins were. Eight and four record. You know, going against an 11 and one Chiefs. Chiefs are going to win, right? Well, the Dolphins battled them, man. The Dolphins battled them. And what was great about me, I won this pick. I took the Dolphins. They were seven and a half point undos. They ended up losing by six, but the game was they were down by nine, and they had just a little, just under a minute to go, and they ended up kicking a field goal right when they got in the field goal range. Now, a lot of people were pissed, and they're like, "Oh, well, they were working with Vegas on beating the odds and fucking the line over and every and because the Chiefs had a ninety percent chance of winning this game." Uh, according to the odds of Vegas. So everybody's like, oh, this is easy money. I might not get that much in return, but I'm going to get something if I take the Chiefs. Well, in order to win that game, technically, if you're you're running the Dolphins' offense, you only have a fraction of a bit of time. Why risk taking up all that time getting into the end zone to where you still have to do an onside kick to get it back and then somehow drive another play to get the field goal when you could just kick the field goal when you know there's time and then do an onside kick and recover and then drive to get that touchdown where you can do a Hail Mary or whatever. So what they did was correct. That was absolutely correct. But so many people were pissed about it. It's like, well, if you bet Miami, you made a hell of a lot of money. A hell of a lot of money. Especially if, you, if you're betting like more than $20 a game. You made some money off that game. So congratulations to all you faithful Dolphin fans who bet on your team every week. Even with the loss, you got to feel good because you, you you intercepted Patrick Mahomes three times. That does not happen. I think, I'm pretty sure, that's the first game he's ever had three interceptions in. So the Dolphins' defense, I figure something about this Chiefs' offense out because the offense early in the game, they were, they were cooking. They were getting it. It was like 28-7 at one point, and that's with the punt return touchdown. So, but once to take that and to only allow them a safety after that, and then you drive and come back all these different points to a got it together, got things in lock, it was taken out. Tyrone Matthew, who was getting so frustrated, trying to take it out with an offensive lineman. Just, just chill out, dude. You still have the best team in the world right now in football. All right. Chiefs are still the best. They're absolutely the best. They were caught off guard against the Broncos. And they probably overprepared for the Dolphins. Even if they were favored, they're like, you know what? They might still have a good defense on us. 
and they try to outstrike them. And once Brian Flores figured out what they were doing, he was able to bring the heat both sides of the ball. So still, even with an 8-5 record, look out for the Dolphins to do some upsetting in the playoffs. One, they're going to make play. I really think they're going to make playoffs. And two, they're going to break somebody's heart. I think a first-round loss to a, to a bigger team, they can do it. They can absolutely do it. And in my opinion, Brian Flores is the coach of the year. Yeah, I'm taking him over Mike Tomlin. I'm taking him over Sean Payton. I'm taking him over Andy Reid, which Andy Reid shouldn't even be a nomination because look at the fucking team he has. Brian Flores took a bunch of misfits and a quarterback that no, a lot of people were saying you should pass on because of his hip surgery. And it's like, this guy is going to suck. He was great in college, but Tim Tebow was also great in college, and he didn't do so well in the NFL either. But two is, I think two is legit. I mean, he threw his first pick, but it was a deflection pick. But he did throw his first pick in this game, and it looked like he got pissed about it and just started throwing great passes. His accuracy is not perfect, of course. It's not perfect. He just needs more time to learn. And, you know, just give just give him time. He, he'll be there. Give Tua the chance he deserves. Tampa Bay uh, took on Minnesota in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay were six-and-a-half-point favorites. They got it done. They went by 12. I got that pick right. Uh, what can I say? Just, just uh, outplayed the Vikings. I mean, there's not very much to talk about. Tennessee takes on Jacksonville. Tennessee were seven and a half point favorites. I took them. They win the game. Derrick Henry almost 200 yards, two touchdowns. He, he looked, it was definitely a Derrick Henry game. Uh, A.J. Brown also did a great job on the receiving end for the Titans. The Jacksonville Jaguars tried to come back. Mike Lennon was replaced with Garner Minshew. They actually made a little bit of a comeback, but not, not even close to being a close game. The, the Titans easily won that game. Uh, then the game that... A lot of people said, hey, this is basically who's in the playoffs and who's going to be out of the playoffs. Even if they make the playoffs, they're not going to be worth a shit. The Raiders took on the Colts in Las Vegas. The Raiders were two-and-a-half-point underdogs. The Raiders kept the game close for the most part, but Phillip Rivers uh, got things going, and the Colts were end up able to pull off, not necessarily the upset, but they definitely – we're able to stop the Raiders and the Raiders' chance of probably making the playoffs. I think that was the – they put the toothpick in the cake to make sure it wasn't soft, and it's fucking soft. Uh, I don't see the Raiders being able to advance. And if somehow they do come back and start winning games and making it in the playoffs, that's not a team I would be very afraid of, even though they're the only team to beat the Chiefs and they kept it close against the Chiefs. That's the one team that they have – adjusted their roster for, but it doesn't seem like they've adjusted for all the other teams, especially in the AFC West. So give credit to the Colts for doing what they did. They're still uh, doing very well in their division. So just, you know, good, an overall good game by the Colts and not a surprising loss to the Raiders as well. All right, so we take another game. Let me look through my little, little chart right here. Oh, man, the Jets and the Seahawks. Jets, the Jets were 13-and-a-half-point underdogs. Now, last week, of course, I've talked about this before, the Chiefs were 13-and-a-half-point favorites over the Broncos, and the Broncos were able to hold them a lot closer than that. Well, the Seahawks beat the shit out of them. Tyler Lockett is basically a nobody now, though, because it's all about DK Metcalf. Metcalf is the man. Carson, the running back, he put on a show as well. And Russell Wilson looked good. 
that's it. Uh, they went big. The Atlanta Falcons taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are two and a half point underdogs. How do they do? The Chargers surprised me. I think they surprised everybody. They end up getting the win. I think it was like a three-point win. The Falcons, who have been, you know, one of the more up-and-coming teams, that if they had a better record, they would probably be one of the more dominant teams in the NFC. You know, maybe like fourth place or whatever, but they're not. But, I mean, they would be like a fourth or third place NFC team if they started winning earlier in the year and got rid of Dan Snyder much earlier. But the Chargers somehow pull the upset after getting clobbered by the Patriots. They uh, get that field goal win. So congratulations to the Chargers. I did not pick them. So I hate the Chargers as well. (laughs) Uh, Green Bay took on Detroit. Green Bay was seven and a half point favorites. Means they got to win by eight points to cover the spread. They won by seven points. The Lions kept up with them for almost the entire game. They just wouldn't go away. They're like, they were the little brother of, compared to the Packers where it's like, hey, you know, big brother's going to win this game, but little brother's going to be a little scrappy little asshole and stick around. And that's what they did. They they showed up. They played a decent game. They just couldn't get the win. And that, I mean, that just shows that rivalry games, even it don't matter who you are or what your record is, you can always probably keep it close. So congrats to the Packers for that win. But, man, you should feel kind of bad because this Lions team is another very wishy-washy team. <laughs> They're a very wishy-washy team. So uh, more congratulations to the the interim coach for the Lions because you almost, you almost beat the Packers, man. That's got to feel pretty good to keep up with them. Saints took on Philly. Saints were six-and-a-half-point favorites. They lose by three points, and Jalen Hurts puts up over 100 yards passing and 100 yards rushing with the passing touchdown. Jalen Hurts, man, I, uh, he might be the guy. He might be the guy that replaces Wentz. And that's got to hurt Wentz really bad because that was definitely your team, and you just got this, like, four-year contract that hasn't even been, like, in play yet. And now the Eagle fans are just going to want to get rid of you, and they should. You have not been playing up to par. Jalen Hurts took the exact same team when in a desperate win mode because you are now trailing in your division to two teams that you were beating throughout the entire year. And now and now you have to win. And then Hurts is like, you know what? You know, my very first game, I'm going to go out and do really good against one of the best defenses in the NFL, if not the best defense in the NFL. And he did pretty good. He looked good. His his he's his kind of his throwing skills and stuff were very relatable to Tua. To whereas they both it, it was accurate, but there were passes that were inaccurate, but kind of ac- I mean it's he he'll get better over time, just like Tua. But I, I I was very surprised by how he did. Also, there's also the fact that there was no gameplay tape from Hertz before this game prior to this game other than his college stuff so there's nothing they the Saints defense could really study but when it comes down to it Sean Payton was just out coached he was completely out coached by the Eagles so Eagles get the win they're not necessarily in the lead of their division but they're starting to come back that tiebreaker that that tie they had with the Bengals could be a huge 
huge deciding factor when it comes down towards the end of the year. Look out for the Eagles to do something, but I really think there's another team in that division that's going to take care of business, sort of say. Let's get into this game. The Washington football team taking on the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers have been one of those teams that have kind of bounced back, even with a backup quarterback. They've been able to do some things with Nick Mullins. Well, the football team used their defense as key, and Chase Young is <laughs> it should have been the number one overall pick based on how he's played throughout the year, but it's just a completely different position. Joe Burrow might have been the best quarterback available, and the Bengals needed a quarterback. So there you go. But the football team needed a quarterback as well, but you just see this maybe once-in-a-generation talent come up, and you have a head coach of Ron Rivera that is a defensive coach. He was probably drooling at the mouth saying, we got to get this guy. This guy's legit, and he has absolutely been everything, everything you could ask for. He may not be, like, the greatest player of all time, but for a rookie, the things he's been doing from that defensive line, he looks great. You know, there's a couple other standouts on the defensive side. Uh, being a Panther fan, you, you're automatically going to bring up Jeremy Chen as I think he's a safety or possibly – well, he's played safety and cornerback. I think he's on the roster as a cornerback, but he's definitely done a lot. But I think overall talent-wise and what they've been able to be beneficial for your team with, uh, Chase Young is the guy that should win Defensive Rookie of the Year, and he's he's just amazing of a player. Washington were three-point underdogs going into this game. They get the win. I believe they won by eight points. A defensive touchdown by Chase Young. They just they look pretty good. It's just it's one of those games where you're gonna go, oh, Washington's legit. And more people need to pay attention to them. Because they do. And they're now in the lead with the Giants loss. The Washington football team now lead the NFC East and are in playoff contention. They are in that spot for the playoffs. And now for the Sunday night game that happened, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who just come off their very first loss to the Washington football team, take on the Buffalo Bills, who have had one of the best years. They look like the old 90s Bills. Not necessarily, but they have surprised a lot of people And honestly, they're still not getting enough credit, including from myself. I still don't think they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I think they can win a lot of games. I think they can win a couple games in the playoffs, maybe. I definitely don't see them making the Super Bowl. And even if they made it winning the Super Bowl, I I just don't see it happening. I don't see them being better than Kansas City. I don't see them being better. Then honestly, I think Baltimore is better. I think Cleveland and Baltimore is better than Buffalo. I also think the Dolphins are better than them. But, but, they took on the Pittsburgh Steelers, who were 11-1 coming up into this game. Uh, It's a big, you know, shut up all the haters game. And Pittsburgh, you know, they're coming off that first loss. So it's like, all right, well, let's let's get back in the win. And we finally got, got that one loss out of the way, right? No, they drop another loss. Buffalo was two point favorites, and they went about 12. Buffalo took it to them. They took it to them. They got it done. 
and they shut up everybody. All the haters have to be quiet. Now, you can't necessarily talk shit. I cannot talk shit about the Buffalo Bills anymore because by beating that Steelers team who have been doing nothing but talking shit all year long after all these bullshit wins that they barely get away with through these horrible teams and having one of the easiest schedules in NFL history compared to the teams they've played and what their record have been, you know, you can talk a lot of shit to the Steelers right now, but you cannot talk anything to the Buffalo Bills. So congratulations to the Bills. And because that game, <laughs> I was I was losing. I was 6-7. and seven. I was like, oh, my God. I'm having a horrible week. I, I got to have Buffalo win this game to help me turn, help turn around. Plus, I could just, you know, I'm not going to necessarily pick on the Steelers fans, but it's just nice that if you see one, just kind of be like, <laughs> yeah, Josh Allen just rocked your ass. I hope I hope your butthole's feeling all right because he just kind of rammed it in there. <laughs> but um, and that leads us to tonight's game again. Like I said, I'm seven and seven in my picks. This pick would either put me above or below the 500 mark, and I am picking the Baltimore Ravens three point favorites coming into this game. But I have a bad feeling that the Cleveland Browns will win. They will move to 10 wins, and that'll put the Ravens at a 500 record, which will push them way much further back into the lower wild card area, if not in the wild card at all. So uh, look out for this game. It means a lot to, I think it means way more to Baltimore than it does to the Browns. The only thing that really matters to the Browns is pretty much bragging rights and another division uh, win. Because honestly, the Steelers now have two losses. The Browns can win the division. That's what? Really? Yeah, the Browns can still win this division. So look look for out for that game. Appreciate you guys listening. This is a lot longer than I normally do, so I appreciate you listening to it all the way through. Have a good one.